There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from a throwaway account. Titled, I-27 male met a girl 27 female who used to bully me when we were little. Now she is asking me out and I don't know what to do. And as you can tell from the title, the story does involve discussions about bullying. So if you do want to skip the story, please feel free to do so. Timestamps are down in the description and along the timeline below. I-27 male was heavily bullied since the beginning of kindergarten until the end of middle school when I transferred into a different town. My classroom had 15 children, me excluded. Out of these 15, seven of them used to bully me constantly and the other eight simply ignored what was happening. Out of the seven bullies, four did some particularly heavy shit. I will call them the B team. You can guess what B stands for. While the other three did some random lighter things throwing paper scraps at me, stealing pencils and things like that. I will call them the C-Team or acted as followers for the B-Team. What the B-Team did to me scarred me for life and I had to go to therapy to deal with it. If I met them today, I would make them pay for everything they did to me. My hatred for the C-Team is not nearly as big but it's still vivid. Until last year, I couldn't bring myself to forgive anybody in that classroom both teachers and students, for doing nothing to help me when the B-team was tormenting me. Last year though, my hatred started to fade following some serious events in my life. Sorry, I won't share what events. When I transferred, I swore to myself I would never go back to that town or talk to any of them again. Despite that, my past has found ways to follow me. I work in a pub. Not sure if this is the right term in English. Part-time, twice a week, and around six months ago, I met Nina. 27 female there by chance. Nina was one of the three bullies of the C-team and while I have forgiven them now, it doesn't mean I want to have anything to do with her. So I tried to stay professional and act as if nothing was wrong. Anyway, physically she hasn't changed much. I mean, she has grown up since middle school, obviously, but I could still recognize her. I'm not sure if I made myself clear. The same cannot be said for me. Probably in middle school I was fat, white like snow and I had light brown hair. While now I'm fit, my skin is a bit more pink and my hair has darkened in the last few years. When some of my friends look at my old photos, they struggle to recognize me. We didn't talk for much as I was working and she initially didn't recognize me, but when one of my colleagues called me to ask me something, she connected the dots. I have a particular name that is rare in our country and it's really old-fashioned and nobody uses it anymore. Imagine, I don't know, being called Aristotle today. Once she recognized me, her demeanor changed drastically and she got out pretty soon. She came back a couple of times in the following months and she was quite shy towards me whenever we interacted. A few weeks ago, she got mildly drunk and she started sobbing and ranting about what a crappy person she was in the past and how her life is now shit. 
It was the classic drunken rambling and I didn't pay it much attention. I simply stopped serving her alcohol and gave her some water but at some point she grabbed my hand while I was taking away one of the empty glasses and she apologized. I have to say it felt weirdly good. She didn't come back in the following weeks but a few days ago she texted me on social media apologizing profusely for whatever she did while drunk and then she suddenly asked me out. At the time I was evidently too stupid or tired to understand clues and didn't understand it was meant as a date. She asked me out for coffee and I thought she simply wanted to apologize in person or talk about the past in a more sober state. I realized my mistake yesterday when I talked about it with a friend. Now I'm torn on what I should do. On one side, what Nina did in the past has conditioned me greatly and I can't simply forget about it. On the other, she really looks apologetic and she seems to have changed. It's been 15 years and maybe I should give her a chance. Now, you know what I'm like with bullying stories. I'm very biased because of my past and my past bullying as well. And the way Opie explained it with a B team and C team felt very, very similar. It reminded me of a time when I was in science class and my bully came up to me, leant over me, put out their full weight on me that was quite a bit bigger and then pushed my face down into the desk. And I could see the immediate people around me, you know, they, they were sort of looking away, looking worried. They didn't want a piece of that. And, you know, in some ways I can't blame them. But it was the others that you catch at the corner of your eye that's laughing along with him. And they were like the C team in my situation. And I had one of those people like five years after school come up to me when I was out in a pub and started chatting to me and, and things like that. And always when I was talking to them, I couldn't look at them the same way that I used to. But I made small, polite talk and then moved on. And I always get people when I tell these stories that you're saying, oh, you need to get therapy. You need to move on from your bullying, etc., etc." I'm not sitting here daily thinking about my bullying past. It's just I'm relating to this story. That's all I'm doing. In some ways, there is no moving on from it. Whenever a story comes up about it, I always relate to it because of my past. It's not something I'm ever going to forget. No amount of therapy, no amount of trying to forget about it. It's going to move on from it. And I think if it was me in this situation, I'd be very, very curious to, to what she has to say. I would make it very clear that this is not a date. I'm willing to go for a coffee and chat about things with you. She's clearly very resentful of her past, possibly grown up quite a lot. And I think OP's feelings and thoughts are always going to be unique in the situation. So they obviously need to judge it for themselves. But again, personally for me, I think I'd be interested to know what that person was going to say. But KRKR says, my advice is to not go out with her. In the last year, with the help of therapy, it sounds like you were able to find peace of sorts with what happened. Dating her is going to bring up a lot of stuff from the past that you put so much time and effort into being at peace with. It seems like inviting an unnecessary amount of drama into your life. Sometimes the past should stay the past. Now Villager says, have a coffee and a chat. She may have more to say and you may too, but probably healthier to leave it there. You're a different person now and you've done a lot of work to move on. She's clearly done some growing up, but it would inevitably drag the past into the present and you'd find yourself reliving it and remembering things you've let go. Look to the future. Purple Nurple says, I'd go for a coffee. At the minimum, you'll each have the opportunity to reconcile some of the past that shaped each of you. Kudos to you for healing. I'm so proud of you. Perhaps she could use a little grace on this one. You could help her heal herself and that in itself will be even more empowering for you. Nothing to lose here, everything to gain. Go for it and stay strong. Snoo Foxes says, don't. 
There's literally millions of women in the world and you should check each of them out before you date your bully. A, B or C bully. Heck, if you're hetero, you could consider most of the millions of men too before going on one date with your former bully. Your mental health does not deserve that BS. Curious Cat says, suppose you do go out with her and it develops into something. What happens when, like all couples who have occasional arguments, she is mad at you for the first time in the relationship? How will your mind be able to separate the negativity and or hostility, no matter how temporary, from the school days when the bullies were hostile towards you? Every time you have an argument with your girlfriend, it will probably bring it all back. Also, is she friends with any of these other former bullies in her present adult life? If so, you will eventually and likely regularly cross paths with them too. Nayu shares a quote and it says, holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. And goes on to say, you're under no obligation to go out with this woman, but man, I can't imagine holding on to my trauma from middle school. And I was brutally tormented until my sophomore year of high school. It's just so exhausting. Which is why I don't think it's a good idea to go on a date and drag it all back up. Coffee is even pushing it for me. But do what you need to do to get closure and put this behind you. You were children and young children can be utter monsters. I've met a few of my worst tormentors as adults and they became close friends because I had it in me to forgive them and move forward as friends. Not everyone does and that's okay. I'm glad I got that closure because it was important for me. But everyone is different. They're not the same person you were a few years ago, let alone a decade and a half ago. They are hopefully not the same either, but you don't need to find out. Don't dredge at the past if it will trigger you. Leave the past where it is and let it die. Some can let it die and forge a new relationship from the ashes. Others can't. You do you and keep living your best life. Just please try to let go of the resentment. It's only hurting you. So then OP updates the post and says, I, 27 male, wasn't sure about doing an update post, but quite a few of you gave me some good advice. And some didn't, but I want to focus on the good ones. So I thought it would be fair to update you on how the situation evolved. After reading your advice, I decided to meet Nina, 27 female, for that coffee. It was awkward, but it wasn't that bad. She apologized profusely about the past. I thought her apologies would make me feel good, but to be honest, I was wrong. The truth is that I still think badly of Nina, who bullied me in middle school, but I couldn't see that Nina in the current Nina. I don't know if what I'm trying to say makes sense or if my brain finally decided to give up on me. Her voice, her demeanor, everything except her face is completely different. I told her exactly what she and the other bullies did affected me and then I decided to forgive her, more or less. I decided to start over as strangers and told her as much. I told her that while I couldn't forget what she did in the past, I don't know the current Nina. It's been 14 years since those times, more than half our lives passed since then, I firmly believe people can change. I did. So if she wanted to try and get to know the current me, we could act as if it was the first time we met and move on from then. I don't know if this decision shows my maturity or my stupidity. I guess the future will tell. I admit that what she did next made me giggle a bit. I think she took it from a film, but I don't remember which one. She stood up and got out the coffee shop, then came back in, sat down and introduced herself. We chatted for a bit and it was okay. I want to thank the people who gave me advice in the comment section of the previous post. And now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? What would you have said to OP? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's move on to another story. 
And our next story is one that we've read in the past, but now has a new update attached to it. If you do want to skip parts of the story, please feel free to do so. As I say, timestamps are down in the description and along the timeline below. This one was from Omega to Osprey, who says, My stepdad turned my family against me. So let me start this off by saying I apologize for how long this may be. My dad passed when I was 15. Him and my mum weren't all that close by that time, so it hit me hard. She wasn't as phased as you'd expect. I joined the military when I was 17, and in my first year out of the house, my mum remarried. I never really vibed with him, just had different personalities and such. He would often make snide remarks and tell me to man up about any inconvenience I'd be upset about. This led to spats between us, and I was often just as at fault as he was for these disagreements, though it never got too serious. I got medically discharged after a little under five years, and my mum and him said they'd be happy to have me back in the house. I told them it'd be brief, just until I got on my feet and got a job, and even offered to pay rent, for which they declined. About three days into being back home, my stepdad went alone with me, asked what he thought a fair rent would be. I was confused, but it was his house, so we came to an agreement. I kept it from my mum, assuming he did not want her to know, as he never mentioned it around her. I never asked for anything from them. Not out of spite, I just wanted to do things for myself. He had a son from a previous marriage. Him and I didn't share many common interests or anything, but I never had any issues with him. I'd say we got along. The only thing is, he was given a lot from them. Paid for his schooling, paid for his car, paid for his living arrangements. Through college and even after. I was a little less than a year older than him, so he started college right after they married. Like I said, I didn't want or need the help, but it felt lame that he'd get all that assistance and I was immediately asked for rent, but I digress. I moved out after three months and not long after met a girl who I was crazy about and we started dating. It was my first relationship and I was over the moon the entire time. Like in that early relationship haze, but it was just constant. I was very nervous to bring her home. My mum and I were very close and I was worried she'd be very judgmental of the girl I'd bring home. My worries ended up being unwarranted and they got along extremely well. My girlfriend does not have a family really. It's a long story. So my mum and stepdad became like that for her. Her and my mum hit it off extremely well to the point that they were hanging out just the two of them at times and it made me extremely happy. My stepdad even really liked her and I felt it brought us closer together, which isn't something I felt I wanted until we were. His dad abandoned his family growing up and he put himself through school and got a nice high paying job all by himself, which I had immense respect in him for. About a year in, I knew this was the girl I was going to marry. I told my mum and stepdad and they both seemed extremely happy. She was practically part of the family already. My mum gave me her engagement ring my dad gave her, which she kept. The job I had didn't pay great, so I figured even if it wasn't the ring she'd always have, it'd be a great placeholder. When I proposed, my girlfriend told me it wasn't a placeholder and she absolutely loved it. I was legitimately never happier in my life. We started wedding planning and my mum and stepdad said they'd help take care of the finances. It was the first time they'd offered to help me financially and it really meant a lot. Fast forward to about three months later, I get a call from my stepdad who said I needed to come over. I felt a bit ominous. But I went over there after work. When I got there, my mum, stepdad, stepbrother and fiancé. I saw her on the couch and I could tell she'd been crying. I immediately thought someone had died and went to go sit next to her when my stepdad stopped me. 
He started hitting me with accusations of me cheating on her for our entire relationship. I was puzzled and told everyone that I don't even text any women I'm not related to besides her. Apparently, some girl had gotten my fiancé's number and told her that we were sleeping together for over a year now, but she didn't know I was in a committed relationship. She sent her screenshots of alleged conversations and new stuff about me that a random person wouldn't know. I, like a fool, couldn't see what was happening in front of me. I was stunned, saddened, and furious. I begged her from across the room to look at my phone and see that I'd never done any of that. Her and my mother were both weeping and I started to cry. My stepdad called me every word he could think of and escorted me out of the house while telling me if he saw me on his property again, he'd call the police. I spent the next several weeks trying to contact them to no avail. Calls, texts, voicemails, every messaging app out there. Nothing. After those weeks, I got a call from my stepdad who told me to stop trying to contact her and that I was never welcome in his house or around his family again. I tried to call my mother over this time to no avail as well. After about a month, all I got from anyone was a text from my mother saying how sad and disappointed she was. My mum didn't really have much family, so they always spent holidays with my stepdad's side. They all shunned me as well. I saw their Christmas pictures on Facebook with my ex-fiancé present and seemingly in good spirits, which crushed me. The only family I had that would talk to me at all was my dad's brother and his family. Despite that even, they all seemed wary of me too. The only one that I think truly believed me was my uncle. I don't think I'd have made it without him, honestly. He showed me what I've been missing in fatherly love and I've never been so grateful for anyone. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. About six months after it all, I moved away from the East Coast and settled out in California, needing to get away from it all. A little less than a year after I moved, I got a call from an area code back home, which I rarely got anymore. I picked up and it was my stepbrother, whom I promptly hung up on. He called me back and I ignored it, but it stuck with me all day. I decided that if he called back again, I'd pick up, which he did later that night. It was awkward at best. He told me my fiancé was really torn up for a long time. It took her nearly a year to even start looking again for a significant other. I hadn't at all since it ended. A few months into her doing so, my stepdad encouraged him to ask her on a date, which he did. Things went okay for the first couple of outings. He never really clicked apparently. He told my stepdad about that and the idiot told him, I didn't get rid of OP for nothing. She's a great girl. You need to figure it out with her. I almost collapsed and it was quickly replaced with anger. Apparently, he'd gotten a girl, I still don't know who, to pose as someone I had an affair with and forged some message screenshots to have her send to my fiancé. He told me he'd sent it to him about a month ago 
and he didn't know what to do. Apparently it bothered him enough that he couldn't just sit on the info anymore, so he told me and said he was going to tell my mum and fiancé the next day. He called me first as a courtesy, so he knew what to say to them regarding me. I told him where I was and that I'd appreciate it if they didn't immediately contact me, so I had some time to digest it all. That was last Tuesday. I just texted him and told him I was ready to talk to them if they wanted to, and they could all call me tomorrow. I really don't know what I'm going to say, or them for that matter. I expect some tears and a good number of apologies among other things. I don't really know if I'm ready to give forgiveness or anything like that. The only person I've told so far is my uncle, who have asked to keep it to himself. Sorry again for how long this was. My therapist picked a shit week to go on vacation and I needed to vent. Update. We'll post a longer update tonight, I think. No phone calls from anyone else yet, but a good call from my stepbrother that felt nice. I appreciate the support from everyone. I'll try to get to all the comments as well when I get a chance. Then the next update. Alright, sorry for the delay, busy day at work and obviously a lot of stuff on my mind. My stepbrother called me this morning and told me exactly what happened this past week. So apparently what my stepfather said wasn't exactly what he told me. He elaborated more and said he was very careful with his words so as to not incriminate himself. For him, heavily and very clearly implying what he did without directly saying what he did. The thing about my stepbrother is, he's much smarter than me. Instead of just walking to my mother and fiancé with that and getting into a shouting match with his dad, he took a different course that I wouldn't have thought of. He got hold of my ex's phone and found the girl. Said it took him forever to backtrack it. He gave her a call and got her to meet him out in public. That's where it all came to a head. She was a Tinder match with my stepfather, which I think pretty clearly indicates that he's been sleeping around on my mum. That irritated me even more for obvious reasons. This girl alleges they did not sleep together. However, whether that is the truth did not matter to me. What does is my stepbrother talked to her and pulled on her heartstrings with the story and all that had happened. For the record, she clearly knew what she was doing. Maybe the time and hearing what had happened to me really shook her up, but again, it doesn't matter to me. She told him what happened. A thousand dollars for a phone call. That was the deal. He told her what to say and supplied the pictures of evidence. She made the call and that was that. My stepbrother asked her if she could tell my mother and ex and even offered to pay her again for the record. She agreed to do it for free and that happened on yesterday. My stepfather is on a business trip until Wednesday so it was the four of them there. She came in and spilled it all to my mum and ex. Stepbro said the tears started almost immediately from all three of them. After everything he told them I was in California and that I'd tell them when I wanted to be contacted. It was before I text him. A little backstory for you guys to try and understand some stuff about my mother and ex-fiance. This is in no way defending their actions just to help some folks understand. My mother and I were inseparable after my dad passed. We were each other's rock. When I turned 16, I began to drink to kind of dull it all a bit. I told my mum we'd spend New Year's together the year I was 16 and ended up out with my friends drunk as all hell. I got a text from my mum who spent the night alone at home and that was where we were never quite the same. She sent me a text about how sad she was all alone and I felt like complete shit over it. I stopped drinking that day until after everything went to hell. She's the type of person to always need someone. She can't handle being alone. I think when her and my dad's love began to fade, I filled that void. And when I was growing and ended up leaving home, my stepfather filled that void. Then my ex. As I said earlier, she doesn't have a family really. She has some real trust issues due to this, along with some really nasty past relationships. Despite this, she 
never would talk badly about past boyfriends, which I really admired. One was physically abusive and I consider that an obvious exception. I, despite being debilitatingly shy, have been told that I'm cute, especially by younger girls, meaning younger than me, not children. I really never liked that title as it's not very masculine, but got over it and learned to appreciate my boyish face and how often I would blush. My fiance is just shy of three years older than me. I always preferred older girls and never given much time or thought to the girls who seemingly liked me because they were 18 to 20. This didn't stop attention, which upset my fiance. She'd often ask why I wasn't interested in these girls slash why I didn't leave her for someone younger and prettier, etc. I always found her extremely attractive, significantly more attractive than me, honestly, and would always reiterate to her that I never cared about any other girl. Okay, sorry to get off track. That again, I hope brings a little insight to why I think they did what they did and believed what they believed. Again, this is not an excuse for them, nor am I really all that understanding personally. At the end of the call with my brother, he said that they both wanted to call today, and I told him that it'd be fine. So I sat and waited. By about 3pm, I was a little confused. I started to wonder if he'd made it all up to mess with me. It really worried me, honestly. I got a text from him asking if all was good, and I said yeah, and asked if they were actually planning on calling today. He said they'd been trying for the last few hours. I'd blocked them both when I moved out west and forgotten. Why I didn't block him? I don't know. I'm thankful I didn't know. I unblocked them both and got a call from my mum about 10 minutes later. First thing she said was that I sounded different. I almost hung up right then. Took all I had to say, yeah, and she broke down immediately after that. I really thought I'd feel more. I'd be lying if I said I felt nothing, but the pain of it just took hold me more than her words. She asked if I'd gotten a text and I said no. I guess she'd been trying to text over the last year, but I had her number blocked. If she really wanted to reach me, she could have. Maybe that's a little shitty, but I know it's true. I pretty much told her that I'd be willing to build some semblance of a relationship back with time, and she was happy with that. She also told me that she was getting all the necessities out of the house before my stepfather got home, and she'd be filing for divorce immediately. I believe her too. She may be a poor excuse for a mother in my eyes, but she's never been someone to take half measures. I really wish I could be there to see that prick's face when he comes back to an empty home. My ex got on the phone next and did the same tearful apologies my mum did. I felt a little more with her. I actually tried to get her to think and remember how many times I told her I'd never do that to her and how much I loved her. She was beside herself and to be honest, I'm glad. We talked for about half an hour and I really thought it was pleasant. I, even though I told myself for over a year now that it'd never happen again, thought that there could still be something for us. She told me she still had the ring and it made me upset. I told her to give it to my mum because it didn't belong to either of us anymore. I could tell that really crushed her and selfishly, I wanted it to. She asked if she could call slash text me. I told her it was fine, but to not expect a prompt response either way, which she understood. Pretty much gave her the same ultimatum as my mum. Though I said any chances of us having a future relationship were very slim. She said she understood that too. I talked to my brother last and thanked him for everything he had done was helping my mum get her stuff out of his father's house. He apologised for all that had happened and told me he's going to go tell the rest of the family everything as well. Them, I have no connection to and won't say a word to, I don't imagine. Except my stepdad's mother, oldest person in any of the families and she wished me a happy birthday and Merry Christmas over the last year. Maybe she was old enough that she doesn't care, but maybe she felt bad, but I'll talk to her, odd as it is. Sorry for all the rambling. I fly home for my uncle's 60th birthday the first week of March. It'd be my first time home since I moved out here. 
I definitely plan on seeing my brother as well. I'm not adverse to seeing my mum and ex, but I've made it clear to them I've got a lot of healing to do, and so do they. If anything further happens, I'll update again, and maybe after that trip home, but that looks like it'll be it for the time being. Also, this is kind of the last social media I have. I haven't been on here super often in the last year for the reasons I'm sure you could guess. I truly haven't seen any similar stories to mine that have been referenced in the comments, though I'd like to if you can find them. I'm more than happy to answer any questions anyone would have regarding this whole thing, to the best of my knowledge. Thank you, everyone. Brief update, and I got a call from a number back home. I deleted most of my numbers a while ago from anyone I wasn't talking with. I picked it up, and it was my stepfather. He said hello, and I hung up and blocked the number. I immediately called my mum, fiancé, and brother. They're all safe, not around him. Mum is in a hotel that he doesn't know about. Fiancé and brother are at their residences and both say they feel adequately protected. He is not by any indication a violent man, but better safe than sorry. My brother said he got a call from him this morning when he got home after my mum wasn't there and wouldn't answer. Brother told him what happened and not to contact any of them. Not sure how long he sat there, but he called me around 3pm Pacific. About an hour ago, I got a message from a different number saying, we need to talk. I assume that's him and I haven't responded, and that's the latest. Another brief update says that dad's mother called me. He had a number saved because of what I previously stated. I was a bit worried it may have been him trying to gather some more info or something. It wasn't. She's a very sweet lady who did not have to be nice to me in any way, but has shown me compassion. She was very nice and wished me well, but also apologizing on behalf of the family. I thanked her and wished her the best too. Shocking, he came from that woman. Then OP's new update says, All right, sorry for the delay, everyone. Work has been busy, and I just got home this past weekend. I sat on that message from what it turns out was in fact my stepfather. My curiosity got the better of me and I called him. I did do what someone suggested and recorded the call using a different app. I wish I could say the call provided me something, but that would be disingenuous. Hearing his voice made my skin crawl. He asked how I was and I told him to cut the shit and he laughed. Nothing incriminating on his end, of course. Talk was about three minutes long, about nothing. I did ask him why he wasn't content with me being with her. He said I wasn't man enough and that a woman like her would have been wasted on me. He has a very traditional way of thinking relationship-wise, which is especially funny because it shows how much he never knew about our relationship or her in general. Without going off on a tangent, my ex was slash is pretty notably against gender norms. She has a very well-paying job and told me she'd never be comfortable being a stay-at-home mom slash wife. She often took the initiative for stuff in our relationship, etc. There wasn't really much to take away from this conversation other than that. I don't really know what he wanted, but I told him not to call me again and hung up. Not very eventful on that front. I flew back home prior to the weekend last week and went to my uncle's birthday party. He had a good time and the family was very welcoming and apologetic not being more supportive after everything. None of them were ever rude or anything. I've got no negative feelings towards any of them. I talked with my brother and set up a meeting at his place with my ex and mother on Wednesday night. On Wednesday, I went over there and got what I expected. Lots of tears, lots of apologies. I admitted they had a tough time keeping it together. I talked with both of them and my brother all independently. Mom has already filed for divorce, which is good and I appreciate her doing so. We had a decent conversation. You can tell it's strained, but I think we're making some progress towards healing. My brother and I had a good talk. It was nice to talk with him in person. He 
apologized for everything that had happened and I accepted it. You can definitely tell he feels remorse for how it all shook out and for the work he put in to make it right. I definitely don't hold a grudge. My ex and I had a very long discussion through most of the night. We'd been talking over the phone for the last couple of weeks already. A lot of it was just catching up. We're obviously two very different people now after nearly a year and a half away. We had some more serious discussions later on about everything. About how screwed up it all was and how broken I was by it all. She told me she'd already seen a therapist and asked if I'd be willing to come with her to an appointment Thursday. She's gone above and beyond for everything I could have asked her over the last few weeks. I'm truly appreciative of it. I went with her to a therapy appointment, which I feel was very productive for everyone. The therapist seemed to be very appreciative of me being there as well. So we stayed talking for a while after and I decided to ask if she wanted to go out on Saturday night. So that's the plan right now. I don't know what exactly is going to happen, but I wanted to show her that I appreciate the effort she's putting in to try and mend what's been broken. And selfishly, I'd like to see it in a setting that isn't like the ones we've been in. So that's the update for now. Things are looking up. I haven't seen any of my stepdad or his family since getting home. Appreciate all the support from everyone. We'll update if anything's new. Little update. Date went very well. We had a nice night together, got dinner, went to an arcade after, which we used to do somewhat frequently. It's the first date I've been on in nearly a year and a half and I enjoyed myself a lot. We went back to her place after and talked going to discuss the next steps during this week before I head back to California. The distance part is going to be the hardest part, but I think it'll help keep the rose-colored glasses off if we aren't with each other constantly. Thank you again for the support from everyone. And that was OP's last update for now, but now I'm going to turn it to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, support, and time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being involved, and hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.